and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here to review all the action from week 15 in the NFL as Christmas is fast approaching. I am, as ever, your host, Annie Davis, and I'm this week. I'm joined by a returning guest. Our resident Jets fan with us today is Olivia Peebles. Olivia, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Not because of the Jets, but I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Oh, great to have you on again. And um, you're looking forward to Christmas? I know it's only, what, from now, what, six days away? Yes, it soon comes about. Um, so we'll have a full slate of NFL games on Christmas Eve to all look forward to. And then we have a few games on Christmas as well, I think. So um, exciting times ahead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking at the schedule now of week 16, we have already done it. We have already recorded a week 16 preview before this episode, but it will come out after this episode, if that makes any sense to you guys. But there is games on 9.30pm on December the 23rd, uh, Saturday night. And then mm. you've got 1am builds against Chargers. And then, yeah, full slate of games on Boxing Day, or sorry, Christmas Eve, before um, you've got days on Christmas Day. Itself. You've got, obviously, the Patriots-Broncos game rolls into Christmas Day. Then you've got Raiders Chiefs, Raiders at Chiefs, and Giants at Eagles before a 1am slate Probably the highlight of the week, probably. Uh, Ravens, Niners, repeat of the Blackout Bowl. Um, and it's going to be all, obviously, Christmas well, Christmas Day for Americans and early hours of Boxing Day for us Brits. So, yeah, it's a very exciting season because you've always got the same thing, New Year's Eve as well, which doesn't always happen. You sometimes get maybe one or two games mm. Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, but this time we've got a full slate of games. And what could be potentially the race for the AFC number one overall seed in um, mm. Ravens, Dolphins, uh, the following Sunday. So, yeah. Exciting times, um, but not for Jets fans, of course. It has been a season which I don't think anyone expected. Certainly, I had you guys winning the wow. whole, whole thing in our in our season pre predictions episode, and you you had them finishing quite high when you came on for the Jets preview. Before we go on to the game, just in terms of the Jets, just how have you found the season in general? Of course, you all know what happened four plays into Aaron Rodgers's um, season as a Jet, but just how disappointing has it been for you as a Jets fan to have all that hype? going into the year, the hard knocks, and then to actually have what's happened? I mean, at this point, it's it's almost funny um, <laughs> that it's gotten to this because I know when we were speaking, um, and I said, uh, when we were speaking on like our Jets um, preview, I asked you, I said, what could go wrong for the Jets? You know, we've got all these expectations, 10, 11 wins. But what could be the bad thing? And you said, well, it's the Jets. And it, it gives me absolutely no joy, obviously, to say that you're 100% correct. I mean, I don't, I, I think that even the most pessimistic of Jets fans would never predicted Aaron Rodgers' season ending in four snaps. And I think, okay, it might be easier to say in hindsight, but that is when the season was ruined. And I mean, I think the past few games have showed that it wasn't just, we weren't just an Aaron Rodgers um, away from the Super Bowl. There's plenty of cracks that um, have been papered over by just Aaron Rodgers' presence, which is the real concern of thing going into next year. But yeah, like you said, really disappointing. Um, I kind of blame myself for getting my hopes up. I should never have done that. That was incredibly silly of me. <laughs> but ultimately, it's kind of nothing new either. Um, it's nothing we haven't dealt with before. Um, so yeah, this off season will be 
a little bit more depressed than usual, but it'll be really interesting to see how we come back from this. Now, what's your take on Robert Salah? Because we all know the defence has been there well, pretty much the whole time he's been there. It's been pretty elite. Um, and he gets, he does get a, a sort of a get-out-of-jail-free card because of the fact that, you know, Rodgers does have the injury four snaps in and it's been bad quarterback play first time. But he was the one who was there along with Joe Douglas to draft Zach Wilson in the first place. So do you think he's on any kind of hot seat or do you think the fact that what happened to Aaron Rodgers at the start of the year, that gives him some sort of leeway because it has been three losing seasons now? Yeah, so I think in the eyes of Woody Johnson, the owners of the depth, if you didn't know, I think he will get a pass and I'll be shocked if he isn't back next season along with Joe Douglas. However, I don't like to speak for all the fans because people have different opinions. I think definitely the opinion has changed on him this season and you know the proof is in the pudding. Three losing seasons, 13 seasons without the playoffs, the longest in um, American professional sports. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers went down. We've had a ton of injuries this season, but and don't get me wrong, the defence has been brilliant, um, as we expected, but there's just things that he just hasn't learned from. Our offensive play has been a joke, um, to put it nicely. And yeah, I know he isn't an offensive type of guy, and we got Hackett for that <laughs> um, which is a whole other rant I can get into but you know no one wants to hear that um, he just made rookie mistakes and you know he, he talks a great game and he's clearly he's liked um, or was anyway I think after this after the Dolphins game I think we're starting to see the locker room turn all speculation of course but you know, the lack of belief in him is really, it's really quite strong now. And um, I don't know where we go from here. I think possibly the Jets think that Aaron Rodgers will come and he'll turn it all around and Robert Salah will suddenly learn from his mistakes. But it's been three years and if you're not going to learn now, when are you? And um, so personally, I've lost a lot of belief in him, which makes me really sad because I do like Robert Salah. I do like him as a person. He was easy to root for, like um, Adam Gaze was. But, you know, I, I do think it's time for the change, but I don't think it'll happen. I think he will return, and if he does, he'll have my support. But if it was up to me, he wouldn't be here next season. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting one for non-Jet fans to watch out for as well, I think, going into the off-season, what happens with our coaching staff. Absolutely, because I think as well the fact that there's no guarantee Rogers. I know he's had all the, the, the some sort of miracle comeback from injury from the kidney the tear and all that, but there's no guarantee when he comes back he's going to be the same quarterback. We've seen sportsmen those times get these big mm-hmm. injuries, especially when he gets to thirties and above, get these big injuries, and he's what well, he's he's almost forty now, and a lot of these people don't recover from these injuries, so there's not a guarantee even if he does come back next, which I think he will do next season, um, whether he will actually be. Because Aaron Rodgers is worst seasons of Paco is actually statistically better than a lot of quarterbacks, certainly certainly in Jets history. Uh, but at the same time, he is on the decline in his own in his own terms. And exactly worried that potentially he could come back and not be the same. Um, he's albeit nice making recovery, and he's now got after the loss, he's gonna have what six seven months to start playing now and a lot of time to recover, which is great. But it also is that worry that he doesn't come back. And I think at that point. You can't then again 
use that sort of get out jail if he got next year. If the same thing happens next year as Rogers, I don't think Salah really stands much of a chance because we've seen Mike Tomlin have winning seasons with Mason Rudolph as his quarterback. We've seen mm-hmm. um, Gardner Minch is going to be looked like he's leaving Colts to winning season and you know he's not that got the best had the best careers and I think there's plenty of quarterbacks that have have had these have guided teams to winning seasons if they are that while still being a mediocre to poor callback. So I think that I think that actually only goes you so far. And I think after a while you have to look at coaching because we've seen other people do it with with less. Uh, shout out to Carl Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um but when we mentioned coach firings and potential coaching firings, one that did happen was Brandon Staley who lost his job not long after their embarrassing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders 63 points to 21 at the t- he's now tied that's now tied for the seventh biggest amount of points scored by any team in NFL history in any game um, for the Raiders. I mean, a real contrast to the week before um, where they only scored three points. They they scored no points and only gave away three points in one of the worst games in, in recent history in the NFL. So that game, I mean, I don't know whether you watched it, Olivia, but just how much of a shock was that to see just how badly the, the Chargers got beat up by the Raiders? Yeah, that, I mean... If you told us that would be the scoreline uh, of a Raiders Chargers game in the off season, I don't think many people at all would have believed you. It's kind of it's quite sad in a way to see how poorly the Chargers have done this year, but not surprising. Um, I've never been a fan of Brandon Staley. I think it they should have got rid of him in the off season, especially when the Chargers they were making all these big moves. They signed Jesse Jackson to. Um, a massive deal. Um, they were going for uh, Khalil Mack, and you know they were trying to build something. I think that's a fair, um, a fair point to make. Um, there was this talk about this arms race in the AFC West. So to go into the season, and I think they've won five games all season, uh, to get absolutely blown out by the Raiders, who have picked up recently, but still are not a good NFL team as of now. You know, it's nothing short of embarrassing. And he had to go. I, I couldn't see a situation where he could have been kept on for the rest of the season. So personally, I'm really disappointed with the Chargers. I really, really like Justin Herbert, as a lot of people do. Um, so it's just really disappointing to see uh, to see the state of the team, I think. Um, a lot of people are crediting the Chargers' job as being um, one of the most uh, coveted going into the off-season because of Justin Herbert. But around that, you know, they're in tap hell, <laughs> to be to be honest. Um, there'll be a lot of movement that they'll need to go on in that team. So it's just a case of where do they go now? And I know Mahomes has had somewhat of a down year, but the Chiefs are still, they're still an excellent team. The Broncos have seemed to turn it around and who knows what the Raiders will look like next season. So if I was a Chargers fan, I would be slightly worried about the future, I won't lie. Um, you've always got that hope with Justin Herbert, but yeah, just definitely the most disappointing team for me um, this season. And, you know, second second would be the Jets, but yeah, I think the Chargers, they should have done a hell of a lot better. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a sad way for the season to be ending for them, I think. Yeah, and well, I, I mean, I had them as my team to underwhelm in our predictions, but 
I don't think yeah. even I would have had him winning five games. I'd have had him maybe like a six or seven or eight win season. And I, I think you got to look at Justin Herbert. You have to feel sorry for him because to go from Anthony Lynn to Brandon Stady, he's had just so far some terrible head coaches. And this is why, in a way, I fear for him if they go and get Belichick, like people are saying, because I still believe he's the best head coach of all time. Um, but he's a defensive coach and Herbert needs an offensive-minded coach. And we've seen with Belichick in recent years how much the offences will, how much he's ne- neglected the offence, really. So even when Brady was there, they, uh, they haven't they hadn't drafted a single Pro Bowl wide receiver, I believe, ever in his time at the Patriots, or certainly not for a good while. And, you know, they, they consistently made bad draft picks after draft, bad, after bad draft pick with you know, the kill Harry being the most recent one with Brady. And then we've all seen what's happened since Brady's left. So... I think whilst the name, obviously, it's there, Belichick would, obviously, I think he would get them to a lot more wins than five. I just think that for Herbert, he needs someone who's more offensive-minded. I think that's why I thought originally Kellen Mond, that's why he was brought in to maybe mm. be a replacement for, um, for that. But he's not taken up the interim position, which makes you wonder, does he want to be a head coach? And it's all a thing. I think for Herbert, he needs an offensive coach because I think that for his potential, we've seen with two years, I know I'm not, I'm still... Maybe one of his biggest critics, but he's improved as an offensive coach. We've seen Josh Allen improve when he's had weapons, and these quarterbacks they need someone an offensive, we- offensive minded coach in order to progress. And I think not everyone can do a Brady and have a defensive coach and still perform. So I do fear for the Chargers and Herbert, especially if they go for Belichick or someone who is defensive minded, because that's potentially not that's going to be once again an impact on Herbert's development. And I think they have to be worried about. The rest of the year, and certainly the rest of the next three, four years, and Herbert's development. Um, but moving on to Saturday's slate of games, um, three games that happened um, that day. Um, two of them were quite one-sided. The Colts beat the Steelers thirty points to thirteen, and the Lions beat the Broncos forty-two to seventeen. But it was a game that caught my eye in a lot of people's eyes. Probably, I'd probably say the game of the week, unless I've missed one out. Uh, Vikings taking on the Bengals in Cincinnati. <sighs> It was a win for the Bengals in overtime by 27 points, 24. Uh, but it doesn't tell the rest of the story. Cincinnati scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to take it to overtime. Uh, they were um, 23 down at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, and I think one of the, if not the highlight play of the year from T Higgins to make that catch, which if you haven't met, if you haven't watched it yet, go on YouTube, check it out or go on your socials because it's for me the best catch I've seen I I, th- I think it's better than Jefferson's and I say it's the best I've seen since Odell, since Odell Beckham's all those years to go for the Giants and um, for me the way he first of all brings the ball down first of all but then to stretch his arm out and get it in into the end zone I thought was just one of the I think for me the play of the year uh, and it moves Bengals on to eight and six um, still a chance of winning the division Jake Browning has had two of his last three games over 300 yards passing and his last five games last three games had five touchdowns and two picks so the Bengals seem to be rolling without Joe Burrow, and it makes for a tight, tight AFC picture. Um, do you think the Bengals could make the playoffs? Yeah, what a game. And um, I think that game kind of summed up the state of the NFL this season. It's definitely not been um, the quarterback's year, because obviously uh, Kirk Cousins went down early on. Uh, Burrow was ruled out um, about a month ago. Um, so it's a really interesting matchup, even without um, the starting quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> pre their Super Bowl season, I was very, very critical of um, Zach Taylor. I thought 
that off season before they went to the Super Bowl, he he should have been fired. Um, but I'll be very vocal as I much as I was with the disrespect. Um, he's proved himself to be a great coach, um, especially with the um, with Bo going down. Um, they keep they keep grinding out those wins, and that's what you've got to do if you want playoff football. And briefly going back to the Jets, when you see these teams, they do manage to get those uh, those wins um, while suffering all these injuries. It just makes you so defeated that your team can't do that. Um, but yeah, all praise to them. Uh, I don't think I think they'll definitely get a wild card spot. I do think the Ravens are just too strong in that division, which you know it has proved to be a very very competitive division, um, a very interesting one in that as well, even with all the injuries. So I do think they'll get a wild card spot, and I think they'll absolutely deserve it. Do I think they'll make a deep push? Probably not. Obviously, it depends who they get in the playoffs, um, and the matchups there. But I think. If they do get to the playoffs with everything in context, um, it's been a good season for them. Um, I will say I'd be surprised to see T Higgins as a Bengal next year. I don't know how they'd make that work with um, the cap space and obviously they'll have to pay Chase soon. So I think it's definitely that catch is definitely an audition for maybe um, to put a few extra, few extra mil, uh, million on that contract next year with a team who isn't Cincinnati. And that'll be really interesting because I think he will be one of the top wide receiver free agents going into the off-season. It'll be really, really interesting to see where he ends up. Um, that'll definitely be a storyline I think everyone should follow um, going into March. But yeah, I'm, I'm pleased for the Bengals. I'm pleased for the fans after you know having really, really bad years and then having Burrow and going to the Super Bowl and then just kind of rolling along. So yeah, well fought by the Vikings as well. I think the way they've came out after Kirk Cousins' injury Obviously, the very short-lived Dobbs Mania moment. Um, so yeah, two. Uh, I'm pleased for both sets of fans, but obviously the Bengals winning out there. Yeah, I mean it has been a season of backups. I think that's been probably the, the main takeaway from the season. I refuse to ever say to do with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So for me, I think the story of the season has to be the backup. I mean, <laughs> the amount of top quarterbacks that have been um, injured. It's it's crazy. And crazy. You look at, the two standout ones probably are Drake Browning and Gardner Minshew. And right now, uh, they're both well in the playoff end. But I want to talk about this because, as you probably as you probably think as well as me, um, but particularly me, the Bills worry me massively. I'll get onto it. We'll get onto that game later on. But they're looking like right now maybe the best team in the AFC. And I, I just want to talk about this because the schedule for these teams in the hunt is pretty favourable to Buffalo because I'm going to talk through the Bengals. So... I get their schedule up. So their last three games, they've all basically they've all got to play each other. So the Bengals have got the the the, the Browns and they got also they've got the Browns who are also involved in the in the hunt. Mm. The the Texans have the Browns and the Colts. The Colts obviously have the have the Texans, but they also have um play the, the Raiders and the Falcons and the Browns have got to play um, you guys, as well as the Texans and the Bengals. So it seems like a lot of these teams that are in this hunt, as well as Buffalo and Denver, seem to be um, all playing each other. So that's really no help to ourselves because I think the last thing people want, you know, especially with Bills being, you know, potentially a seventh or sixth seed if they do get in, the last thing we'll do is play them right now. And I, I do fear for, for ourselves um, about the division as well. But um, yeah, I just got to hope that. 
seem to get enough wins to keep the Bills out. Um, but moving on to the rest of the Sunday slate. Now, I've got a, a bit of apology in advance to everyone listening. Now, this hasn't happened to me since the COVID year, uh, but I fell asleep about the start of the second slate of the NFL games, and I missed the entire lot of second games on <laughs> from the nine onwards. So apologies to those. I have to resort to highlights for these games. But looking at the 6pm slate, um, it was a win for the Browns, a dramatic win over the Bears by 20.17. Bacon Mayfield became the first ever visiting quarterback to pose a perfect passer rating in Lambeau Field as the Buccaneers beat the Packers 34-20. to The Texans beat the Titans 19-16 in overtime, and the Chiefs did beat the Patriots 27-17, as well as the Giants losing 24-6 to the Saints, and the Panthers getting their second win of the year with a horrible 9-7 win over the Falcons. But, of course, the reason you are here is to review the Jets against the Dolphins, 30.0, our first shutout of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, from everything we talked about before, just how disappointing was it for a game that did officially eliminate you from the playoffs, um, just how much of a disappointment was this performance for you? Yeah, I think mentally we'd been eliminated from the playoffs probably around about the first Miami game. Um, I think that's when we kind of knew it was done. Um, yeah, I mean, it was very disappointing. There's not really much you can say from the Jets side. Um, it's the same old story that we've heard previously. You know, just injuries, bad player, poor coaching, out-coached, um, out-efforted. I think that's what DJ Reed said. Um, and it just shows kind of the stark difference between the two teams. And praise to Miami, of course. Um, they came and played without Tyreek Hill, um, arguably MVP. Um, and they came and they turned up and they, they took care of business. Um, and they did what they had to do. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really disappointing from the Jets. But like I said, it's nothing we've not seen. And it's just, it's really disappointing, like, even without Rodgers. And to be honest, the past, well, since we played the Patriots back in late September, not much of this has been on Zach Wilson, who was obviously under a lot of fire, Um last season, rightly so. And even times of this season, he's not been great. And I know he didn't finish the game. He had a head injury, um, unsurprisingly, after all the pressure that he faced um, from Miami. It's just been a case of incompetence. Just really poor coaching. Just, you know, completely let a lot of the players down um, on both offence, defence, um, even special teams. Like, special teams have been unbelievable for the Jets this season, which says it all. It really does. And yeah, and I can't sit here and say I'm not jealous of Miami. I think, you know, the, they'll win the AFC East. I'm very confident of that. And I think I said in uh, your preview show that if as long as two stays healthy, Miami will be a good team. And that's just been proven. Um, yeah, it's really good season for Miami. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. Obviously, we've had a few question marks, not by myself, but about Miami when they play good teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that in the playoffs. Again, really depends on who they'll face up with um, and whether they can handle the pressure. Well, you can you know you can say that about any team. So yeah, 
it, it, it summed up both the both team seasons, I think. And uh, yeah, if I was a Miami fan, I'd be really confident going into the last few games of the season, going into the playoffs, even at the shot of the Super Bowl. Like this season's just so so unpredictable with all the injuries, all the quarterbacks going down. So yeah, it pains me to say, but you know, I've, I've got to be honest. Fair play, Miami. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how he's getting on from here. Yeah, I mean, it was great seeing he most uh, um, only got 42 yards, but got two touchdowns. We did make him the the most touchdowns in any season in Dolphins history, um, which is an amazing achievement. I think Rick Williams was the previous holder. Um, good to see General Waddle have a, have a good game because he struggled a lot with injury this year, but 142 yards, one touchdown. I mean, a brilliant throw from Tua, but I don't yet think Gabe East has completely wrapped up because we're only two wins ahead of him. We've still got to play the Cowboys and the Ravens before them playing the Bills. And, you know, I said it before in our last episode that um, that is on my birthday, the final Sunday of the season. And if I have to go through Liverpool Arsenal and also Bills Dolphins on the same day, uh, which both could be very big games, um, I don't know how I'm going to take that. But I think that's my worry because the, the Bills got to the Chargers, who I'm hoping will get a new sort of, uh, get a little bit of a bounce from not having Stady there, new coaching ideas. But they've got to play the Patriots after that. I know the Patriots beat them, but... I can't see him beating them again. And then, so it mm-hmm. could go down to even if even if we beat the Ravens and the Cowboys, we could still go into that game, lose it, and finish second. So it's it's a worry for me. And I I think that I don't I think the Cowboys game will be a bit of an asterisk if we do beat them because the Cowboys are a bit they're basically the NFC version of us. They can't beat good teams either most of the time. They beat the Eagles, but that's about it. They beat the they lost to the they beat the Eagles once, but lost them once. They lost to the um, obviously Bills the other night and lost to the 49ers quite heavily. So for me, I think even if you beat the Cowboys, we're basically beating, beating like, any version ourselves. I don't think uh, we can be too too confident. I think the Ravens game is a big test. If we can go to the two Baltimore as well and beat the Ravens, even if it means you know, we're going for second seed, even then, um, I think that it's that's a big statement. But I think if I'm hoping... Bills can somehow lose the charge if he can go into that game on Sunday and potentially win the, and that, that will actually win it if we beat that if we lose to the Bill Chargers and we beat the Cowboys, we actually win the division. But for me it's a long way to go and I think that ultimately the Bills will win out in those last two games and then come to us thankfully in Miami, which gives me a little bit more confidence. But either way, it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a fascinating end of the season if and I think, you know, we everyone looked at that last three games going, Oh, the Bills are gonna to lose to the Chiefs, they're gonna to lose to the Eagles, they're gonna to lose to the Cowboys. They've won two of the three. And that's that's big for them. If they can make the playoffs, they can sneak in, which is why I'm worried about them. Because right now, it would be them against us if they were to get the seventh seed. Um, yeah, that's that's a big worry because they look really really hot right now. And yeah, I think for us, I think we've got to answer that narrative at some point. Hopefully, in the playoffs, we can answer that narrative about beating good teams. Because right now, every big game too has collapsed. I mean, look at the, the game in Germany. He wasn't great. He wasn't. He was okay against the Eagles. Was wasn't great against the Bills in, in Buffalo. Um, wasn't great in a Titans loss. Um, there's been a, a few games where, and the Titans won. You click it without Tyree Kill. Um, I, I think it's a slight concern for me going into the rest of the year that, that he, we can't get done against these good teams. We seem to run out of ideas as soon as the team works out. And as soon as the team takes Hill after out the game, the team seems to be able to stop us. So I'm hoping that you know. Now the run game sorted, though, it's been great all year. You know, A-Chain, I think it's amazing. I think actually the be- better back all round than most of, but most it's been the best this year. And, and I think that it's, that's how we should look at beating teams, I think. But either way, I think it's going to be a really, really fascinating end of the season. And 
I'm not sure how my nerves are going to take this. Um, but moving on to the other six, the, sorry, the nine o'clock slate. So thankfully for me, there wasn't many, too many games to talk about. I mean, the, the Rams beat the Commanders 28 to 20. The 49ers thrashed the Cardinals 45 to 29. And then Monday and Sunday night, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Jags 23 to 7. Uh, but the, of course, the other game we can talk about really on Sunday was the the 4.25 p.m. UK time game between the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. And it was a convincing win for the Bills, 31 to 10, over 200 yards total for James Cook, two touchdowns as well. I mean, what performance from the Bills and just how much do you see them now as potential Super Bowl contenders if they can sneak into the wildcard spot or even win the division? Yeah, I've been quite impressed by them. I think coming off that disastrous bye week where they had stories about the team, um, it was just really bad vibes, it seemed, from the outs- from an outsider point of view. Um, but they've just seemed to kind of get a grip. <laughs> and they look like the Bills of old of the past few seasons. So, yeah, I'm mildly surprised. I thought that, I always thought that they would get into the playoffs. Um, but beating the Chiefs. I know there was some controver- controversy about that, controversy, um, which I'm not sure how much of it is warranted or not, but that's another debate altogether. Um, beating the Cowboys as well, no, you know, it's they were not easy games and they showed up. And I know a lot of talk going about around them saying that you, they're the team you don't want to face in January and I totally understand that. Definitely see that perspective. But I think with the Bills, it's what team turns up on the day. And they've had a tricky uh, they've had a rough patch in the season. They seem to come out of that. Can they keep the momentum going? Um, do I think they'll be Super Bowl winners? No, I do think that um, the 49ers, even the Eagles, I know they're going through a bit of a, um, a tricky time at the moment. I, I think they would be beaten by them. Um, possibly the Cowboys in a rematch. So, yeah, I definitely think that um, there'll be there'll be a team you want to avoid in the playoffs. Um, do I think they're invincible? No. But um, when you've got Josh Allen and you've got, you know, Stefan Diggs, um, Sean McDermott's a great coach, um, you know, some, the elements of that defence can be scary when they're on it. Um, they've always got a chance. And I would really, really love to see a Bills Dolphins game in the playoffs. I think there'd I, just be so much, oh, so I much. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I would hate that <laughs> so much. So many stories going on there. Like, like you mentioned, um, Tua, uh, can he do it against you know a really high pressure situation? Josh Allen, can he you know can he do it in a really high pressure situation? At times he has, at times he hasn't. Um, can they keep this momentum going? It would just be a really, really fun game to watch, I think. Um, especially as they play each other um you know, very soon afterwards. So yeah, definitely one to watch. Um I think that goes without saying, but I think they'll just fall short. Hopefully anyway. <laughs> well, my fingers and my toes are all crossed that they don't make it because I, I, I do feel I think I, I think if they can get in, I want Pittsburgh in the playoffs, but I think yeah, it now. I think I don't. I, I, and I think all, obviously they're in there for a reason. I think that the Colts' defense, especially, would cause us problems. CJ Stroud would cause us problems if he was if he was healthy enough. Uh, but I think you know, look at the and the Browns as well. That defense is electric, and their run game is pretty good. But I think you know, 
for me personally, I've never seen us win a playoff game. I've never seen us win a division uh, in 12 years being a fan. So for me, um, just making the playoffs for what, the third time in my lifetime we make the playoffs, as long as we can make it get a win, that's progress. But I do feel like right now we're in a window where we have to try and win out because Tyra Chill takes from a tire in 2025. I don't think we'll be, as long as two is there and all that, I don't think we'll be that bad for years where we'll be getting the top seed and sorry, the top draft picks. I think we could be in a position where we've seen how we perform without Tyree Kill. We could be a team that could be trapped by being an eight-win team every year or nine-win, ten-win, maybe a wildcard loss. And I think that we have to try and win now. So, yeah, I think that's obviously the ultimate goal. But at the same time, um, yeah, I've only aware that there are better teams. I think the Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, I still think the Chiefs are a better team than us all round. So, for me, yeah, it's... It should be an exciting time. I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Um, now, our final game happened last night. Um, the Buffalo, not Buffalo, the Philadelphia Eagles lost 20 to 17 to Seattle Seahawks and backup quarterback Drew Locke. It was a late touchdown pass from him to Jackson Smith and Jigba to seal the game. Um, with Drew Locke having the most yards in the game with 208. Kenneth Walker leading the game rushing-wise with 86 yards, and DK Metcalf receiving-wise leading the game with 78 yards. So the Seahawks completely dominating the stat line. Uh, but just how much of a worry is this for you in terms of um, the Eagles? Because they lost three in a row now. And on the flip side, the Seahawks, they've won a game now. They're still in contention for playoffs. But just how do you see these two teams' season ending? Yeah, it's re- Philadelphia really entering a um, tricky time, aren't they? I think... With the obviously Super Bowl uh, loss to the Chiefs, some predicted that there'd be a bit of a hangover, but then they had that amazing draft um, in April, and you know the hype died building back up again, and then obviously they backed it up um, beginning of the year, going undefeated, and then with a few unconvincing wins, I will say, because going into the Jets game, where obviously um, they lost that winning streak somehow. Um, you know, there was a few question marks, but they were winning, so everything was okay. And then came into the Jets game, and honestly, our like, defense dominated them. Um, I know, you know, they 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 really, really um, gave Philadelphia a hard time. Um, but then they bounced back from that, and, you know, NFL, anyone can beat anyone. Um, we know that. So they bounced back and think, okay, it was just an off, off day. Um, they'll Probably be NFC, uh, the number one seed between them and the 49ers. Um, but then as soon as they actually played the 49ers, and I think it was Bosa who said they had a blueprint to um, to um, how to stop Hurts, uh, they've kind of they've obviously fell off, and which is to me, it is a little bit surprising. I didn't think they would be as good as last season to stay. So I was when they you know, you know, when they had that really, really hot start, I was a bit, oh okay, they definitely have improved. But now it just seems that they're coming a little bit unstuck. I've seen a lot of criticism about uh Jalen Hurts over the past week or so, even more so last night. And you to- you can totally see that. Um I still think obviously he's a really good quarterback, but you can definitely see where the criticism's coming from. Because if you want to be a Super Bowl contender and be taken seriously and obviously get that number one seed uh, you should be beating the Seahawks and, and no, disrespect, don't, no disrespect to the Seahawks at all because they do have a good team um, and they probably will make the playoffs um, but on paper 
uh, even how the season gone, the Eagles should be beating them. So, yeah, they are going through a tricky moment at the minute. I do think they'll figure it out. I do think that they'll go deep into the playoffs. Um, they could, you know, it only takes an off day for the 49ers or the Cowboys or whatever. And they could be returning Super Bowl. Um, they could be returning back to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I'm not writing them off just yet. But obviously, improvement needs to be made um, over there. But, yeah, all credit to the Seahawks. Um, I think uh, Pete Cowell is 8-0 um, and zero over the Eagles now. So he's never been beaten by them. I know that much. Um, Drew Locke has probably played himself into um, a starting role in a NFC South team <laughs> with that performance. Um, it really is the year of the backup, um, which has produced some amazing stories, don't get me wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm pleased with him. I'm always pleased when a backup goes out and, you know, does well. Um, surprise result, yes. Um, but, yeah, I think, I don't think there'll be Super Bowl contenders, but to get to the playoffs, I think, um, can only be a positive for them. I think next year, maybe going into the draft, we'll probably maybe see some chatter about drafting a quarterback. I think that's what they need to do. And don't get me wrong, I love the the Geno redemption arc, but I think they need to start thinking a little bit longer term now and how they're going to build this team. And um, I think that will involve them drafting a QB. Possibly round two, if they've still got that pick. I think they do. Um, if not, you know, even potentially round one. Um, so, yeah, definitely a team to keep an eye out in the off-season again. But, yeah, all credit to them. Yeah, I think with the Eagles, it's a worry for me because we talked about the Bills hitting form at the right time. The Eagles are hitting bad form at the wrong time. And I think that mm. right now they're not even winning the division. But I think... Um, their last few games, it's like the Cardinals and the Giants twice. So they've got really easy. To, I think that could help them get back to form. But right now, their current form, I can see the Buccaneers beating them on their day. I don't think the Vikings would. I think the Rams could beat them on their day. And we've seen the Seahawks do it. So I think they've got to be a bit concerned about um, potentially being one done in playoffs. Or certainly, I think right now against the Niners, I think they get easily beat. Especially with the Niners will be eager for revenge from last year. So um, yeah, I don't. I think means Niners all the way. I don't think anyone else really stands a chance to beat them at the moment. Uh, but before we go, we've got about a minute left. But quickly for you, Olivia, who would get your MVP vote if you were making the votes? Oh, that is a tricky one because, like I said, not the other quarterback. Um, honestly, Christian McCaffrey, I think he's been an absolute revelation. Um, between him and Tyreek Hill, pains me to say. Um, but for me, it'd be Christian McCaffrey. Do I think he'll win? No, I, I, I just cannot see it not going to a quarterback. But that's just the way kind of these things work now. But for me, McCaffrey, I wouldn't complain if it was Garrick, Hill, um, anyone kind of who's been in that conversation. It'd be nice to see an on-quarterback MVP, I think. And then quickly, who's making a Super Bowl? Which two teams are going to win the AFC and NFC? Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're the strongest AFC team and I think they'll continue that and I think they'll win. And um, NFC, I think it'll be the 49ers and I think they'll fall short just just at the last hurdle. But yeah, boring, boring, safe picks. But yeah, I think uh, Lamar will finally get his ring. 